How is it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn, the place where you can find the latest and greatest game news. But the excitement doesn't just stop there. Follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And for just a couple bucks a month, you could help support the show by becoming a patron today and visiting patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn. All patrons will instantly gain the ability to interact with the show and submit their thoughts and topics that they would like to hear discussed, along with other great benefits. All this can be found on patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn. My name is Andrew, and co-hosting with me, as always, the man of boats himself, Jacob. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's, uh, so, what's going on? You know, that's another excellent day of uh, life. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Got some good news. We always got good news. because This is the place where you find the latest and greatest. <laughs> All of it bundled <laughs> together. Your, it's just bundled. Your, your they, only, they only come as a group. But yeah, today we have new Pokemon Snap coming to Nintendo Switch. We also have, uh, you brought this up last time, so I kind of did some digging. But uh, the new Mario Kart 9 rumor has Nintendo Switch players excited. I didn't know it was much more than a rumor, so that's good. Yeah, well, we'll dig into that here shortly. Uh, Ubisoft is making an open world Star Wars game, which I think we 100% called. We didn't we didn't state the developer, but we, we totally said somebody's making a Star Wars game. Yep. Uh, we got the just dropped Hitman 3 review. And your favorite of all time, the Cyberpunk 2077 news. Just love it. It's yeah, so that, yeah, the Cyberpunk 2077 news. We just needed to have a, a whole standalone news news segment for for Cyberpunk. Yeah, we'll start uh, beside our astrology one. We'll have a Cyberpunk podcast. The Cyberpunk one, yes. They go hand in hand. Yeah. But yeah, they're stating now that the next gen update will be released in the second half of 2021. And the developers did not believe it was ready for launch in 2020. Which Surprising. don't yeah, don't come to a surprise. But they actually get pretty in de- in, in depth on like what's going on over there, so it's pretty cool. We'll definitely uh break that down. Uh, hey, real quick. I uh, I think I keep hearing me in your mic. I don't know if that's I heard it like a little bit. Do you hear it now? Hello. Maybe. No. No, I heard it like in the first couple things when we when you were talking and right there. Uh, Sarah. Like, why is why is Jacob talking to himself in this whole podcast? <laughs> I just keep repeating that. <laughs> I know he hates cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, that's great. So to start off, I guess uh we'll cover this Pokemon Snap. How do you feel about that? I'm just as excited. Did you uh partake in the uh original? Yeah, uh, so much that I'm pretty sure. I think I had the binoculars from it. Uh, I think that's what came with with that one. It was either that or Donkey Kong, but I'm pretty sure it was Pokemon Snap. They gave like a special pair of Nintendo brand binoculars. Yeah, it could have been. I'm not sure. I know since you said that, it made me think of the game. Hey, you Pikachu with the game with the, the microphone. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was the one you yelled at your controller the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah, and he never listened. He didn't really do anything, <laughs> but it was there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool idea. But, yeah, you know, I mean that's way back in the day. So go figure. 
So uh, we got t- Taylor Lyles at The Verge. He says, new Pokemon Snap, a sequel to the 1999 N64 classic that tasked you with taking pictures of Pokemon, is coming to Nintendo Switch on April 30th. Nintendo announced today in a new trailer. In the new Pokemon Snap, players control a Pokemon photographer who traverses through lentil and region full of beautiful scenery from a lush jungles to sandy beaches. Players collaborate with the region's Pokemon expert, Professor Mira, and his assistant Rita to conduct ecological surveys, photographing and observing Pokemon in their natural habitats. Gameplay remains similar to its predecessor in which players travel in an auto-driving vehicle while visiting various locations in the region, taking pictures to build their Pokédex, or Photodex, sorry. Points are awarded based on the quality of the photos you take, and just like the original game, players can use items such as apples to lure Pokemon in closer for better shots. 2021 is a big year for Pokemon as the series celebrates its 25th anniversary. Yeah, I want to speak for everyone to say that those apples were made to hit every Pokemon in the face with. Oh, yeah. I'm sure when they when they built the game around that concept, they already knew. They were going to physically abuse Pokemon the rest of their life. Uh, so I had to look it up because I was curious, but uh, I didn't realize there was only 63 Pokemon in the original Pokemon Snap. Right. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't have told you that, but I knew there wasn't. Uh, there was very special, certain popular ones. I do remember being in it. Mm-hmm. All your all your big boys are in there. Oh, you know, the dragons, uh, Gyarados and Dragon. Yeah, and I, th- I think you had to do something special to get some of them, like to evolve or, you know, truck the train a certain certain way to be able to get the shot. Yeah, you, that was like you had to replay that in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there were some of them like uh, I think. Uh, was it Charmander? One of them you had to get like no, as Magmar. I think you had to get him like to jump into this magma pool or something. Mm-hmm. And he did something I, I can't remember. It was something weird. I think it was um the same thing for uh, was it Magnemite? You had to do something with them to make them evolve into. Yeah, yep. Uh, my brain, I can't. There's so uh, many Pokemon. <laughs> Magnemite into uh, Magnet. <laughs> Tom. Magnetron. Yeah, I almost said Magnetron, <laughs> but that's not, Ma- that's not a thing. <laughs> Magnetron. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm actually, I don't know if I'll pick this up right at the get-go, but no, Nintendo is not going to be on sale either. So No, and it'll be around, so. Yeah, I think everybody that, oh, all the younger generation that never played the original, I think they'll be pretty stoked with this. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, looking at what they've done to the uh, most recent Pokemon games and just all the other, you know, the side Pokemon games, too, it's it's going to be good. I was trying to look up how many actually Pokemon there are now altogether. Uh, Don't quote me on this, but uh, it's probably like in the 800s, maybe 900. I think you are right. Eight to nine. um, That's my guess. (laughs) Now, how many of them do you think are going to be in the game? I'd probably, I would probably still limit that to, I don't know, maybe two hundred. That's still, still good. I I'm feel sure like that's the game fair. Be way longer than the original one too. 
Uh, yeah, it's probably a lot more environments. I, I don't see them cramming all the Pokemon in. There's no way. Plus, they got to, you know, they they all have their own segments in, in certain ways. They, you, you know, interact with them. There's no way they did that for all 900. Yeah, because it was. Not not they all had their own screen time, but they all had. Like you said, the I guess special segments. Yeah. Yeah. They had really scripted uh, parts, I guess. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was trying to go for. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't see them doing all that, but I, I think 200 would be an acceptable quantity for a game like this. And that was the big huff puff over uh, Sword and Shield member. It didn't have all. Yeah. All the Pokemon. I think they left out a couple of generations from the beginning. But I know so maybe, they went. How much did they add with the expansions? It was like another 200, I think. Yeah, I think that's how they corrected the issue. <laughs> plus, plus all the legendaries in, in the, the second expansion. Yeah, yep. Yeah, they added the legendaries and they added the uh, original whatever generations were missing, I thought. It's good, like, on that part of it, it's good that they can go back and do that now compared to your older <laughs> Nintendo 64. That. Yeah, that wasn't an option. <laughs> you have to send your whole console to Nintendo. Yeah, you gotta buy <laughs> one of those little expansion packs that you used to have to jam in the front or the back of the controller <laughs> or in right. the front of the system. Little memory cards. That's cool. This will be fun. And oh, remember it, I, I did remember it. Remember that game I told you about that you had to send the memory card to your your save data to Nintendo, then they fixed your save data, then send it back. Oh, where it had the great game breaking bug in it. Yeah, that that was uh, Metroid the other M. OK, that one. And it was, was something about. Uh, yeah, and it's something about you go into a certain area and if you save the game, the door that you need to proceed with won't open. So you couldn't you couldn't advance your storyline any farther. Man, it's upsetting. And I think there is a certain uh, order of things you had to do in order to like exploit that. But if you did that certain order of things, you would have to literally ship your your save data to Nintendo. Then they they fixed it. They patched your save file. Then they sent it back to you. Oh, yeah. at least they did that, I guess. Yeah. So, right, well, they didn't have a way to fix it, you know. Yeah. At least they didn't yeah. give you an oops. Sorry. <laughs> oops, start sorry. Over. You better start over. Don't do this next time. Yeah, be better. <laughs> be better at the game. Nobody uses saves. <laughs> <laughs> like your uh, original Nintendo, you just left it on 24-7 because it wasn't a save file. Yeah, it was the only way. Nah, it's crazy to think about, too. Uh, the old old school Nintendo's and their saves, and well, Sega as well. Yeah, I remember like fondly playing uh, the original Tomb Raider on PS One before I bought a, a memory card. And uh, the <laughs> first <laughs> the first uh, level in that game is like when you're in the cave and you have to kill the the tiger or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I played that probably like fifty times. <laughs> And then I would just end up just getting to the mansion and just locking the, the butler in the freezer. Oh, same. And that was just my, my playthrough every time. You could hear him hear him shaking <laughs> through the whole house. Oh, oh. <laughs> the dishes rattling. Yeah. Yeah, so. Turn that corner too tight and he's right there. Mm, there sugar. he is. <laughs> oh. 
But other Nintendo news, we have, uh, like I said, you brought this up last time, and I thought it was really interesting, but the, the Mario Kart 9 supposedly is a real thing. And uh, Tyler Fisher at Comic Book, he says, a new, a new Mario Kart 9 rumor has Nintendo Switch Lite, and Nintendo Switch Lite players excited despite its debut's um, uh, nature. As of today, January 15th, there's been no word of a new Mario Kart. And that may be partially because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe continues to sell like hotcakes on Switch. And Switch Lite, despite it being a three-year-old port of a six-year-old Wii U game. However, this time late, uh, this time last year, we heard rumors of Mario Kart 9 in a possible 2020 or 2021 release. Obviously, the former didn't happen, but the latter is still on the table. Adding to these previous rumors is a new anonymous rumor that claims Nintendo is planning to mix things up with the next installment in a long-running popular series. According to this rumor, Mario Kart 9 will tap into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate in the sense that it will be a crossover game featuring multiple Nintendo franchise. This is a major detail divulged, from, or, uh, divulged by the rumor. Also note the game is near completion and ready to ship this year, possibly during quarter three, which is to say this summer. Beyond this, the rumor notes of a new tackle button on the R and L and a boost button assigned to shaking. The rumor also mentions a few characters that will appear such as Breath of the Wild, Zelda, Mario, Koopa, and Ice Climbers. And that's all. And that's about where the details end, at least of the salient variety. So Mario Kart 9, are you excited about a crossover? Yeah, I like that idea that they're going to do that. Um, Open it up a little bit. Yeah, it adds, adds more hype to their game, too, because you look at how many people go crazy for the next characters in Smash and the build-up to it. Yeah, I think if... Yeah, taking guess, it in that direction, yep. That's a, that's a smart move by them. Who would you like to... Uh, if you could pick some select characters from the Smash lineup, uh, who would you throw in there? Oh, no. Uh, I'm trying to think who would look the silliest in a cart. <laughs> Mr. Game & Watch would look funny. Yeah, he's probably in my top three played played characters. Honestly, he's he's really good. Yeah, I remember you see him. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a fun one to use. It's it's, it's interesting. Uh, funny enough, I ju- I just actually bought Mario Kart Eight finally. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't got well. We got it on the uh, Wii U. Uh, now I've never played the deluxe one on the Switch. You have to you have to tell me what the difference is, honestly, because I'm I'm not really sure. I know they added a few things. I couldn't tell you what, but I don't remember if I ever played the one on the Wii U because I didn't have, I didn't actually have a Wii U. Yeah, the one on the Wii U is, uh, it's it's really good. So I can only imagine. I, mean, I did get the DLC on the Wii U to go with it. So I'm assuming that's already built into that package. Yeah, I. that's probably actually what the deluxe is. <laughs> <laughs> That is the deluxe. It's a shame that they didn't add a, a you know, Switch exclusive uh, DLC for it, where it's been a long time running title on that on that mm-hmm. console. Unless they were already in the works of doing this. Yeah, well, I'm sure this this probably been in the makes. If it's getting this close to and rumors and stuff coming out, then it's probably real. Yeah. And especially this this close in like detail about it, not just, oh, it's coming out. Yeah, it's been multiple times that people have, you know, it's come up in the news. Yeah. 
So I could only assume that, you know, we're going to have a Mario Kart 9. It, you know, they, I could definitely see them aiming for a Christmas holiday kind of ordeal. Yeah. That's uh, that's exciting for the, the like, characters, though. I, I like that thought. So right beside your, on the directs, when they're doing the new Smash characters, they're going to also drop that in there, too. And the Mario Kart, yep. Maybe um Probably. maybe the E3 time we could see something. Yes, yeah, they might reveal then. Do you think it's going to be in some kind of collaboration with the the so-called Pro? That's a good point too. I mean, I imagine if they're going to come out with something like that, they're going to use their big titles. It has to. I see there got to be a Zelda or some kind of Mario uh to uh accompany that uh the new console. Yeah, they'll show uh, they'll show the game first and then they'll like back it out and show somebody playing on the actual new console for it. It's my predictions. It's going to work. I think you're I think you're dead on. I, I don't see them like this console is going to be packed with some kind of new like, fr- uh, you know, franchised big release for Nintendo. It, it has to. I think that's what's going to sell a new console, especially on the, the brink of, you know, everybody's buying lights. Yeah. And that came out. When did the light ship? That was it was before. Not last year, but I think was it 2019? I want to say that sounds right. Get you an actual. But uh, with uh, I keep that in mind, you know, they just sold, you know, set amount of light consoles. How is Nintendo going to possibly sell more consoles? And I think by linking a big time title with uh, some of these rumored specs on this pro system. I think that's how they're going to, you know, package this deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 20th, and it came out the same year Pokemon did. So, so they, that, they, was, that was 19, they, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was 19. So they paired the light with the, the Pokemon. Yeah, because they made a special edition light, too. Yeah, yeah so I think that's all the more reason that just go ahead and just boom, this is going to ship. This new pro system is going to ship with either a big time Mario, big time Zelda. And I think we can rule out Pokemon because they used that last time. Yeah, and we're all going to buy one of those as well. Yes. Just beside our <laughs> Switch Lite and beside our normal Switch. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about it being a home console? Uh, they haven't. They, I'm. Well, I was going to say they haven't done that in a while, but yeah, it'll. Um, what am I trying to say? I'm getting carried away. I'm, about, I'm <laughs> trying to like pick up four different things. Do you think it's going to be a normal console? Nothing new and special on it. You know, Nintendo, they always do something. With each so console. I, so if I, if I if I were to say, I would say that this I think they're going to hold true to the switch uh, concept. I, I feel like. They're not going to make it limited to uh, just TV home use because mm-hmm. I feel like that I feel like that kind of diminishes their their concept and their goal of where they wanted to take the switch. Yeah. That being said, I don't think like I I don't think this is going to be like a Switch Two per se, but I think it's just going to be like an iteration of the Switch. And maybe several years down the road, you're going to see that 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 true next gen Nintendo console. Whatever that new 
new variant could be. Part of me still, it probably won't go this way, but still feels like it could be something to where you just another dock that you dock your regular switch in, but it wouldn't, I guess it wouldn't work for the light, like some kind of way you could hook it in. It just supercharges it. <laughs> that would that'd be really cool. But, I mean, but uh, I mean, you know how they marketed the uh, new 3DS games, like it's new 3DS. You couldn't play it on a regular 3DS. Yep. I feel like if they did that and then, you know, then you had to put it in the dock, you're still locking it into a, a home console. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if that route would be. You know, appropriate, I, like I kind of didn't understand it really for the, the 3DS personally. Like, OK, yeah. I got a 3DS. What do you mean? I can't play it on my this 3DS game on my 3DS. Like it's weird. It wasn't even a whole lot of games at that point that they did that you couldn't couldn't do that. Yeah. So. I really hope they keep it handheld. Like I think that I think that needs to happen is keep it handheld and somehow just keep those specs up. Some somehow build those specs up in the console. Yeah, they they own the handheld market. Yeah, I don't think they want to lose that. And you know, I, you know, like they're kind of killing their own market if they do make a new Switch Pro. You know, they're going to kill the light. Like the like I get it. The light is the most affordable package. But you also got to you have to make compromises with the light. You can't just, you know, you don't you don't have that uh, functionality like if you you bought a regular switch console. Yeah. But so they they made like 50 versions of a DS and the 3DS, 2DS. So I I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. But they all function the same, though. Like they're all handheld. You know, one I think that the 2DS, the only very the you know, the biggest difference was it didn't have the 3D slider, right? Which is fine. Which was fine because nobody used it because it made them have a headache. Yeah. Let's all be honest. After 10 minutes. <laughs> it was cool. It was like one of those. It was a gimmick. It was a gimmick. Like, cool. This looks cool. And then you turned it off after that. So I, I don't want to see them do that with the Switch Pro. I hope they uh, they keep true to their vision of, you know, making a portable and a home console all in one package. And uh, that, that would probably almost... I mean, if if they made this just a handheld console, this would almost completely kill their controller sales as well. That's true. Yeah. Which which been a big big ordeal. I mean, they're selling those things, those smackers for uh, seventy a piece or so. It at least they finally started packaging them like left and right separately. If you need them. Yeah, it did make more sense. You didn't have to buy the whole pair. Yeah, dropping eighty bucks every time you sneeze the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they needed to. Uh, they, they felt. I feel like if I squeezed hard enough, I feel like I could shatter the the whole controller. It's it's a good controller in the sense of all the other stuff they have inside of it and what it can do, be it the yeah. motion and the haptic all in one. But yeah. I feel like, you know, if you ever play Smash with those with the Joy Cons, you really like go hard on the thumbsticks. You feel like they're gonna snap off the little controller thing they slide into. Every time you play, you feel like you're uh, significantly decreasing its lifespan. <laughs> Each match. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of my just my view on it. Like, you got any other? Imp- yeah, can't talk now. Any other input on that? I want to Nintendo. Yeah, when you put it like that, like it's it'd be fighting itself. That's yeah. I, I'd I'd like to see it do the home or uh, 
have the both portability with it too. That's yeah, I'm with you on it. Yeah, I say I say you know what they really do is it's a, they cut that the, so the switch that we have now like the normal switch I say they cut that out. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and drop the pro or whatever they want to make the name, and then have the light. Either you can get a pro or light. Because the middle, the middle man is just going to be out of the run anyways, because like, I'm not going to settle for, you know, less performance just yeah. to have the portability when I can buy one that has better performance and portability. For probably around the same price. Probably around the same price. If not, you know, you're scratching pennies at this point. If you're if you're arguing over 50 bucks, like just go ahead and put it in there and get the, you know, the console that you desire. It doesn't seem likely they'll do three different consoles, three different prices. Right. And that first one, like you said, it it's probably going to be a similar design, you know, similar functionality. Yeah, I'm hoping. That's, that's my aim. And that makes me excited. As long mm-hmm. as that thing is portable. Like, not saying I don't like dropping it into the dock and using it on the TV, but I like having that ability to, do, 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 you know, the freedom to do either. Yeah. Dude, big old slew on the Nintendo. Yeah, we've barely been a... Uh... Putting them in here lately. <laughs> it's because we yeah. kept them out for a while. They're coming out with, uh, you know, I think where the new year started, they they were quiet. And uh, now it's finally starting to, to loosen it up a little bit and getting some stuff out there. Yeah, I, I know we're going to see those big titles this year, too. That Breath of the Wild 2 and it, Mario Kart 9. Yeah, yeah I, I think they're definitely in the in the in the works to be completed. I, I wouldn't be shy to say you would see something by summer. Not not maybe released, but you definitely have some news on it. I don't doubt a new Mario game too, but they uh, they've been rebooting or re-releasing a lot of their old titles, which is really good too. Yeah, they're keeping people kind of like saturated in the whole mm-hmm. Nintendo thing. What's the next one it, coming out? It's a uh, Mario Mario World 3D and Bowser's uh, Fury. Yeah, yeah, that's the next one. That's really soon, actually. I think. Uh... I feel like I told you this last time. I don't remember. Is it this month or is it? I, I do think we talked about it. It's either this month or the beginning of February. Mm, let me look. Uh, February 12th, 2021. It's Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Oh, they picked that up. Oh, it's going to be good. I, th- I think they made the Bowser's Fury like they did Odyssey. I, I think it's like a separate like world. You know, on Odyssey, a... you went to like each like the, like the world was open. You just completed it as you wanted. Yeah, I want to say yeah. I think that's what they're doing with the Fury thing, but don't don't hold me on that. Was that an old originally like an older game or or is that something? No, I new? think it, I think it's brand new. Yeah, so it says explore a uh, seamless feline world in the new Bowser's Fury adventure. Free roaming Super Mario gameplay makes a return in his brand new adventure. Bowser has become a gargantuan and lost all control. Explore Lake Lapcat and its islands. Complete objectives to com- uh, collect cat shrines and team up with Bowser Jr. to bring his big bad dad back to normal. Just watch out for Bowser's island-wide attacks. So I guess he's Island-wide attacks? It says he's gargantuan. I've, I honestly couldn't tell you the amount of times I've seen that word on paper. <laughs> I had to look at it for a second. I was like, hold on. <laughs> They, yes, it's crazy how yeah. long this the Mario series is gone, and they're still fresh with content each time, and it's just yeah. as enjoyable. 
Yeah, you can't kill that. They could give me just a different variation of levels and I'd almost be content. Mm-hmm. Like run that on the the Odyssey engine and just remap it to different stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm super good with it. And a new Mario maker. Mm-hmm. That's a that's one of their best ideas. Given the Mario the, maker. Yeah. Given the creativity to the, the fans. Yeah, no doubt. There's some there's stuff on there that I can't even even attempt. Have you ever uh, you ever heard of uh, Rubber Ross? Mm, 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 I don't think so. He's done like on the original Mario Maker. He did a lot of like the incredibly hard levels, like almost impossible levels. Uh, for this new one, he actually built. And made a like full length Mario game of his levels. It's like eight worlds all comprised with like incredibly hard levels. And he did like collaborations with other people and artists. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I didn't know who made it, but it was like there's uh, so many levels actually inside of one level. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's either recent it came out or it's coming up very soon. But he's he's done a lot of levels for it. But that's just one thing like somebody's done. It's crazy that they, they give you all the tools. They're like, here's what we do. And basically. <laughs> yeah, super good. I want uh I want this year to also consist of Mario Paint. I wanna I wanna remaster that. You said Mario Paint? Yeah. Did you ever have that or see that? I don't know. You have to tell me. Re- refresh me. <laughs> Super Nintendo, it actually came with a mouse that you plugged in and a, a mouse pad, like a plastic Mario mouse pad. Hmm. Um and it's pretty much what you think. It had like a section for like color and book style things. There was like mini games in there. And this was on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It actually oh. there's a um you know in Smash Brothers, one of the uh not trophies, but the assist trophies, yeah. Uh is a Mario paint one, the the fly swatter that comes in. Mm. If you remember that, that's a Mario paint one. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think the most uh, most played Mario game on there was obviously Super Mario World. Yeah. And that other one, uh, Super Mario All-Stars. All-Stars, yep. It was just a collaboration. I played a lot of three. That was the that was a Super Nintendo one. Yeah, I played a whole lot of three. Super Mario 3, yeah. Mm-hmm. I even played the second one a lot, too. The one that's gross that not many people liked. Yeah, it was just uh, they put Mario characters in an actual Japanese game or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, actual. Or not the, uh, 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 you're talking. To, yeah. You, I don't know if Yoshi was in that one, was it? No, I was trying to say Luigi and Yoshi came out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. His, yeah, that uh, one was a funky one. They all had like special things like Luigi's was when he jumped, he almost got like the hover jump like Yoshi used to get in Yoshi's Island. That's what I was mm-hmm. thinking. He kicks his feet real fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gave him a boost. Yeah, Peach could like float. I don't yeah. remember what Mario did. And then he was Toad just Mario. was on it too. Toad was probably fast. And probably. Nobody plays this Toad. No, he just screams the whole time. Yeah, they actually, and that's the... Uh, the all-stars one they put the actual real 
Super Mario 2 levels in it. And they just called it Lost Levels, I think is what it was. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was the Lost Levels. Yeah. Man, going way back. <laughs> Where did that come from? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we went out there on that one. So we got uh, Ubisoft back in the news. Supposedly they're going to be making an open world Star Wars game. Let's see what they say here. Andrew Webster at The Verge. He says the studio behind the divisions is making a game set in a galaxy far away. According to the report from the uh, from Wire, today Ubisoft announced that its Swedish studio, Massive Entertainment, is making an open world video game that's set in the Star Wars universe. There are no details on when the game will launch on what platforms or what slice of Star Wars universe it will explore. The game was built using Ubisoft's own Snowdrop engine, which is known as the tech behind the Division series. Earlier this week, Disney rebranded its games division, the Lucasfilm Games, for what is described as a new era. Since then, the company announced not only Ubisoft's Star Wars game, but also an Indiana Jones title from Bethesda Studio Machine Games. Previously, EA was the main developer behind blockbuster Star Wars titles, which resulted in games like Battlefront Reboots, Open World Adventure, Jedi Fallen Order, and last year's space combat game, Squadrons. Disney says the relationship will continue even as other developers work on Star Wars games as well. We're really proud of the games we have created with EA, Lucasfilm Games VP Douglas Riley says. We will continue working with them, and our relationship has never been stronger. While we may not have a lot of details to share at the moment, we've got a number of projects underway with the talented teams at EA. So it looks like we're a long ways out from this open-world game, Star Wars game. Is this something that, uh, that tickles your fancy? Yeah, uh, it's good. Ubisoft has a, a game coming out with them. They're actually, like, the the I know we got on the open-world talk. They actually are pretty good with filling a gigantic world with stuff. Yeah, Ubisoft is, they've came pretty, uh, you know, renowned at uh, making open world games, but I think their formula is getting pretty dated, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I hope they uh, they add some new, new concepts to the open world. And I think, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, it makes me think of, uh, like, Odyssey and Origins. And now Valhalla, once they switched that up and did that, uh, made the newer versions like how it is now compared to the oldest uh, Assassin's Creed games. It's they definitely made a difference. Those worlds are big, too. But I I do get what you're saying. Uh, Needing something different instead of just like taking Odyssey and then slapping a Jedi in it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hope uh, so. I think what makes me excited about this, I don't want to see one just one unique map. I like to be able to traverse through the galaxy and have multiple worlds you could explore or something along those like kind of like a mix of like a no man's sky and like Jedi fallen order. Okay. Something and not even particularly the Jedi don't have to be like, it could be, you know, you know, based upon a bounty hunter or, you know, whatever character besides, you know, a lightsaber wielding individual. Mm hmm. Like, I think I would be content with either or, but instead yeah. of just, you know, locking it into one d- diverse map, I would like to be able to, you know, I think the real way to experience Star Wars is actually to be able to traverse through space to different locations. 
Because that's that's what Fallen Order did. They give you a lot of different landscapes and everything, the different planets. Yeah, and they're all you know very unique to one another. That'd be really cool to see that and, you know, just open it up. And uh, what do you think about the Indiana Jones thing? Uh, I think so. I've I've watched Indiana Jones. I, I won't say that I'm a super you know, like diehard Indiana Jones fan by no means. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea of it is unique. And I think Xbox really needs that like Uncharted type series. They kind of like, you know, challenge Sony in that sense. Yeah. The big thing I think behind that is I'm I'm pretty positive they actually got Harrison Ford. <laughs> like, they, yeah, yeah <laughs> actually Indiana Jones to do it. So that's. That'll be a big help on that end, at least. For the uh, actual old school fans. And it's, it, it's something. <laughs> It, it'll be good for a, a new age. Like it, it'll fit well with how the, the graphics and the engines are running now too. Yeah. I think Harrison Ford, uh, without him in it, you know, what, what do you got? You got uncharted then, right? Yep. <laughs> with a whip. Yeah. I was going to say that, that next gen whip action. Uh, it's going to be good. But no, I think that's good. I think I think Bethesda, I think they're, you know, I think they're a perfect match for this type of game. I think they're going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. I hope. Uh, you know, holding true to that, the series, I think Indiana Jones is more of a. I feel like it's hard to pick. You, you got to get the adventure part right in that and not just the actual combat. Yeah. So hopefully they do a lot of exp- uh, you know exploration aspects to that game. They I feel like that's interesting. Yeah, because I feel like that's what any any Jones kind of about. It's not a whole. You know, he's not just going around just you know cracking the whiff on everybody. Like, come on. <laughs> that'll that'll only get them so far. It'll get yeah. them somewhere. Oh, they'll sell copies with just that for sure. But I think they make it a you know excellent game. I think they gotta mix it up. Give it uh, some depth, like. When they revamped the Tomb Raider series, yeah, yeah, I think the, the, yeah, the Tomb Raider series are excellent. I think I think they're great games. Mm-hmm. They just need to remold that and yeah. make it, you know, Indiana Jones. It makes me think. Of, I think it was the second one when you're, yeah, because it starts out where you're in way up in the mountains, like in the snow, and you're you're trying to like traverse that and climb. Like that kind of suspense and action. Oh, you're talking about like the uh, interactive segments. Yeah, it, that gives part of the feeling like to the adventure side of it, too. Yeah, no, I think they're I like personally, I kind of dig the, you know, the interactive cutscenes basically, but it's more immersive. Yeah, and it keeps you on your toes so you're not looking away during cutscenes that you're keeping. <laughs> Yeah, I could, I could, I fell for that a handful of times. Like, whoa! I didn't know I was supposed to push a push a button. Like, yeah, you set your controller down. Yeah, you ready to get immersed in this short film real quick? <laughs> and then snakes, snakes. <laughs> Tap R one. Like, yeah. whoa! <laughs> Slow her down. <laughs> Make a no, four quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be exciting. Yeah, I think. Xbox, Xbox really needs something to put on this this console. 
like yeah, soon of their own <laughs> like yeah i they need something i like xbox so much i just want the rest of, i don't know they're they're doing good with the uh the rest of the stuff the um just their game pass and filling it up with content but they don't have much of anything to say this is ours yeah that's what they need you know game pass is going to sell xbox you know no doubt mm-hmm. but i would like what makes xbox beside game pass define its own self is that a good way to state that question yeah besides how does it, gears yeah like what defines xbox like what comes to mind when i say you know like what is xbox Besides, get you know, like you just said, Gears and Halo. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think their online is a little more put together. Just their online service, like playing with others and just that. But they do a lot, like entertainment-wise. I remember this last gen; they were originally shooting for it to be an entertainment console. That's why they put that whole TV thing in there that you could run your TV through it. Right. They they keep trying a bunch of different ideas. Uh, but they still haven't. But besides the backwards compatible stuff, they haven't shown anything like new, new. Yeah, I think uh, here's a big question for you. Uh, are you familiar with like Stadia or like the Luna series that's coming out? Or uh, what's the other one? Like streaming services for games? Uh, like- I know the Stadia a little bit but I'm not sure about the others. So Luna is Amazon's version of a uh, game streaming service. Okay. And then you also have, I'm trying to think of the other really popular one. Well, anyways, like, do you think, like, do you think Xbox game pass is going to eventually be a streaming service that you could, you know, possibly launch on, you know, you know a, a next gen TV per se. Like, you're not going to have an Xbox home console. It's going to be just straight streaming. Uh, somewhere along those lines. What do, you, do you think that's going to be something? Uh, I think they're going to keep it still to the consoles. Because they're going to give a reason to sell them. Like, and still be in the market for it. I, I think they'll keep it to that. Yeah, just true. I, I, don't think, I don't think they'll split them up. I mean, it already... They already kind of somewhat do it. Because you can run it through your PC, too. But... And you can stream off your PC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically having like the Microsoft app on there. It just runs through the windows. Yeah, that just makes me, you know, you know, curious to, you know, to say, like, is Xbox going to take over some kind of streaming market, you know, and, and they're they're going to dominate some kind of new component of a market that we just don't see yet. And then that's what they're aiming this game pass for. They are always trying to do new things, though. That. Like that Game Pass, they went in hard on it when they first did it. Like it, I really had no interest in it at first, but it launched and went like a couple months. It's just the amount of games on it. It's it's, and it's not just third party right. crap games. <clears throat> oh no, they got like ma- major releases right on on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, and they have all their uh, like new. Uh, Actual um, Xbox exclusives all come out on there. Uh, a lot of their game studios, like it has Skyrim and Fallout on there now. Um, and oh, what is it? The whole Yakuza series is on there. They grabbed up like anything that became like available 
and not exclusive to Sony anymore. Right. That's all on there. Shenmue was on there. Yeah, it's just it just makes me curious. You know, they're they're locking all these licenses onto you know this service of theirs, and and right now you can download these games, right? Like mm-hmm. and and put them on your console, then delete them. Yep, and re-download them again. Not not just streaming, but uh, just makes me wonder like if they're gonna move into some kind of new a new cycle. And like, here's the next question: Do you think that Xbox? Like due to the fact that like the hardware sales, like I'm not sure the markup and profit margin of a console. But do you think if they just cut the console out and just use the sales, which in a sense, there's no overhead and in managing Xbox Game Pass besides purchasing, you know, the license. Do you think they would actually become more profitable by eliminating that? Good question, because they don't. They don't make a crazy amount off the consoles themselves. I know that after everything they put into it. Yeah, so I say they're selling for four hundred. I want to say they're only profiting like you know making fifty bucks or something off. It wasn't nothing crazy. Yeah, per console. Per console. But, they, but they put in there the the fact that you're probably going to get Game Pass and you're probably going to get online, and that's another so much. Um, right. And then along with that, uh, another thing Game Pass does is any of the games that are on there, they're like uh, ESOs on there. So let's say you want to go and buy the in-game currency for that. It's marked down because it's on Game Pass as well. So it'll be cheaper than regular price. Right. Which I think you get the discounts as long as you have Game Pass too. Yeah, it's so, interesting to see where they're going to take it. I mean... I, right now, I think it's too early. I don't think we have the tech to support yeah. it and to be able to support it, you know, worldwide due to Internet restrictions and mm-hmm. that fair business. But I think down the road at some point of time, I think consoles, you know, they may be a thing of the past and it'll be will be streaming like Netflix, for instance. And they're you're just yeah. going to buy a buy a service, you know, and, and we're going to use that service to, you know, the player games. And it still goes to the argument of everyone saying, why don't you just get a PC? It's or like, just get uh, a PC. <laughs> the um, the consoles, though, this time, they, with the tech that's in them, they've not caught up, but they're definitely, the fact that they're using ray tracing and a lot of their stuff now, they're, they're catching up. I don't think they're ever going to, they will never be equal or over. Right. No. You'll be paying everything you got to get yeah, it. Yeah, I, th- I think we're we're blessed to be able to buy a console that has the specs that it has for the price that it is. Mm-hmm. The, really? I think the big thing it was, I was talking to it with a friend. He was like, basically you buy a console because it's convenient and it's an all in one thing and it's there. And you know, it's going to be able to play stuff right off the bat uh, uh, compared to a PC that you, like if you build it, you know, yourself part by part, you have to piece it together and know what's going to work and continually upgrade it but you get really good quality out of it oh for sure after that initial purchase of all the pieces then you can you can purchase like pieces here and there to make the call make it cost efficient i think yeah compared to waiting and buying another console exactly but you can't get the bang for your buck is buying a new next-gen console you're not going to get 
ray tracing mm -hmm. and all the other components you need to run your PC for 500, four to 500 bucks. No, no, no. Your, your, your ray tracing card alone is going to cost you 350 at least. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge hike on it too. And then you got to have everything else support it as well before you're, you know, if not, your, your whole PC is going to melt. Right. Yeah. You're going to enjoy that for all the 20 minutes. Yeah. So it overheats and, you know, shuts down. Yeah. I was going to say your desk will fall through because it's going <laughs> to melt straight through it. <laughs> so moving right along, I think we, uh, I, we just did throw this in here. So Hitman 3 review by Luke Riley at IGN. He says the experience is rich, rewarding, and highly replayable. Hitman 3 is a superb installment of IOS. What, what was that word there, buddy? Uh, idiosyncratic. Is that right? I think you're, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> but much love stealth series. The fundamentals haven't changed since 2016, but its collection of outstanding maps makes for a refined, reliable, and robust curtain closer to, to the current Hitman trilogy. Six maps. Six maps may sound slim, but each one is huge and designed to be played several times over. And even then, it's very unlikely you'll have uncovered all of its cre creative and surprising assassination opportunities. It really isn't a weak one in the bunch. This barcode butcher has made a lot of appearances over the past 20 years, but Hitman 3 is definitely one of the best. He's given it a 9 out of 10. Are you a big fan of the Hitman series? Uh, I played a lot of the older ones. Um, it was never one like that I would jump to buy right when it came out. But I did have some fun with them. They're definitely um, not a learning curve. They're a little, they're a little tougher, just because they're they're not as uh, forgiving when you get caught. Yeah. So I experienced the the new, I guess you know the new version of Hitman. I so I, I went out and one day and I purchased Hitman Two, which I got on like a super cheap sale for like fifteen bucks or something with all the DLC. That's what it was like the, the gold edition or, or whatever edition it was. Yeah. And uh, I actually played that for quite a while. And it was I think it's it, it, what makes the game special is it's super unique, like on your on freedom alone. Like it just tells you, hey, you know, you know, Joe, number one over here is your target. Mm. And you, you are free to just walk up to him and stab him if you want. Or you can go and an elaborate plan that takes 30 minutes or whatever. And, and, you know, really plan it out. It's, it's, it's the freedom I think is what defines the genre. And it's, it's, it's super satisfying when it actually plays through the way you think it is. Yeah. I remember some of the older ones. It, it wasn't like linear, but it gave you very minimal options of you. Let's say you would have like two different ways, maybe three that you had to do like for the target. But I know I remember seeing on the Hitman 2, I guess is what it was, where it drops you in the huge, huge area. And uh, it's like, oh, you want to go do this over here? That's another whole 20, 30 minutes of something. Then there's an option way over on this other side. You could do it or, like you said, run up and stab them or or wait till uh, you steal somebody's clothes and do something else. Yeah, and I give you interested in this this newer one, though. Yeah, it looks good. And I think if you buy, if you own the other copies, uh, Hitman 1 and 2, all of those levels get packed into this one as one massive hub of levels you can pick from. I like that idea, too. That's smart. 
So yeah, so and I think they're revised as well for a new gen. So they they bumped up those the resolution and frame rates. One thing I'd saw for this new one coming out where it's only six maps, but there's places in each one where you can open up shortcuts uh, that let you get back to different places faster or get to certain places you couldn't towards the beginning of the map or other tricky areas. So that's a cool idea, too, plus with the replayability. Yeah, so, yeah, what what I played in the second one, like as you complete different. So there's like challenges in the game and you can eliminate your target and, you know, a set number of different possibilities. You know, they 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 already like preset for you that you can achieve. And uh, as you complete some of those, you can have your your loadout that you choose and your starting position. Also, you can pick from to start in different parts of the map. You know, each playthrough, so you're not always starting at, you know, the front gate. You always got to hide your weapon from this guard, you know, every time. Like, you can you can yeah. mix it up. I've not played, I've not played Hitman in a long time. Yeah, so I know. I am actually interested. Yeah, for sure. I think if uh, you were to start playing it, I, you know, I, me personally, at a story, I'm not going to say the story is anything special, but I think the game itself and the experience it gives you is what sells the game. Yeah. I, couldn't tell you the story. I know he's always running from somebody and they're always uh, going back and trying to kill him, like the company that he's working for. That's about all as far as I got in it. Yeah, something like that. Like he doesn't, I think in the second one, he doesn't know who he is or something. And they these people hired him to complete these missions and they don't want him to find out who he was or something, something like that. I, I couldn't really tell you. He's got some amnesia. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Killed so many people, he doesn't know who he is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost himself into it. Yeah. Really did him a number, all that blood. All the blood. But no, definitely. I would I would definitely check this one this one out. If if you if if you're second guessing it, then you should definitely I I know you can find like the first or second one of the you know, when they revised the series uh on sale somewhere. I'm going to check after this. I actually think uh, Xbox gave it away free one month. One of them. It's either the second one or the one before that. Yeah. And if you play through that, then you're like, yeah, this is for me. Then you probably want to get Hitman 3. Because <laughs> I heard it. So. Yeah, I heard this, you know, they because the second one I thought was really good. Then they made it even better. Like they opened the world up even more and gave mm-hmm. it more possibilities. It's pretty cool. And I, th- I think the best part about it is you can actually go in the level and like you can like choke somebody out. Then you can steal their clothes to sneak past the body. Then you can like go into a different area than, you know, steal their clothes from somebody you just choked out. And you can keep redisguising yourself to work through like each level. Yeah. Fill I don't know. It's just unique. Up. You fill in the dumpsters. I think it's two bodies per closet. No. <laughs> No more. It gets real, real fishy in there. <laughs> yeah, you just got to just drop them on the floor at that point. Yeah, that makes me want to play it now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check after this. Yeah, you should. So our favorite segment of the day. Man, Cyberpunk news. Cyberpunk news time. <laughs> so Cyberpunk is planning to release this next-gen update second half of 2021. So they're saying... Uh, Matt Kim at IGN, he says that CD Projekt Red co-founder Marcin Nowinski 
appeared on a video today to apologize on behalf of the company and the leadership team over the launch of Cyberpunk 2077. Owinsky promises more updates will regularly delivered along with free content, including the promised ne free next-gen update for PS5 and Xbox Series X, now targeting the second half of 2021. CD Projekt never revealed what a, when a next-gen update for Cyberpunk 2077 will be released. Other than that, it would be released for free sometime in 2021. But now, Owinski confirms that players will likely not see the update until the latter half of the year. As for early 2021, CD Projekt will push several patches regularly throughout the year. First update will be released in the next 10 days, and a larger, more significant update will be released weeks after that. There are still plans to release free DLCs as with The Witcher 3, but they may not target early 2021 as previously expected, as CDPR has shifted its priority to working on the most important fixes and updates, and DLC will follow afterwards. So, does this come to a surprise? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Any article with them now is not a surprise. It's just expected. It's just, it's just worse news piled on more bad news for these guys. They're not. Uh, they're not having a swimming release to say. Still, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's now, been, what a little more than a month. Yeah, a month yeah, and a, days. a month and nine days, and they're in you know crap mountain over here for sure and i you know i for the life of me like if anybody hasn't heard the uh video released by uh this guy marcin Owinsky, the co-founder of cd project red he put out a an apology video stating you know multiple reasons uh what happened and why it happened basically and they were you know what he stated was very general it wasn't, you know, in depth as what you would think an apology would be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he didn't blame the developers, which, you know, I give I give props to, the, you know, for him to say that and for him to say it was their final decision, the co-founders to, you know, to, re you know, release this game as is. But there's also things that he stated that I don't find as truthful, uh, such as they didn't spot some of these problems and they're, you know, when they quality check the game, which I find impossible because everybody that's played the game has come across these. It's not just a select, you know, grouping of people. Yeah. The, and, uh, I had the same bug in the very first, like, big mission. Uh, a couple times I started it over. It's like the same thing. So, like, that was something. And it was in like the one that they showed uh, a lot when they showed the previews of it, like that mission. Right. And uh, so I did put the the roadmap in here. I wanted to kind of breeze over. So very detailed, very detailed. It only has <laughs> two two numbers on it: twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. And then we have some some lines, you know, kind of indicating the whereabouts of where that may fall. And that's what they give us in the squigglies. In the squigglies. So multiple we've already improvements, <laughs> <laughs> multiple updates and improvements. So we covered hot, uh, hot fix for 1.04 to 1.06 already released 2020. Now we're in the 2021. They're stating that you're going to have patch 1.1 and patch 1.2. Now, now you have the game already. Have you got an update for this? 
I, I know this one should already happen. It's said in the video, I think, what, within 10 days after it released that video. Yeah, I something. don't remember if I saw an update for it yet. So I, uh, yeah. I still haven't gone back to it. I'm going to I'm going to wait for that free uh, next the update, the next gen update for whenever that is this year. <laughs> whenever that is, it, it's fallen in the in the two thirds quadrant of the squiggly line between 2021 and 2022. But we also got free DLCs coming somewhere between half and the first third of <laughs> 2020, 2021 and 2022. I don't think. That I don't, I don't understand why free DLCs is placed before free next gen console update. Yeah, like these DLCs should be like the last thing that gets released. The game needs to work first before I want to play it beyond its extent. I don't know if they're doing that to try to give their players that are still going, like your PC players and the the next next gen ones that are still playing. If they're trying to give them stuff, but. Yeah, I know I can understand that, but I still, I mean, point point being that yeah, the game it. doesn't the game doesn't work on every platform besides one. Mm-hmm. Like we need the game to work in order to play DLC, and uh, like I don't know, I, I feel like this this roadmap that they put on here is just redundant. Like it's like we don't even need this. Like you just they, like they it, drew it, it doesn't. Before, before they <laughs> jump yeah. It's like it doesn't tell me anything besides you know they didn't even need the picture. They could have just made a list. Okay, this is what you're getting in 2021. And it's got the fancy cyberpunk backdrop, yellow. You know, they, they did it right. Same sort of font style. I just figured. I'm blown away. I hope this is just a consumer-friendly update map and not the uh, the one they're using. <laughs> yeah, it's like you said, it's, it's a waste. It's just the same thing that they just told us, kind of slapped on a piece of paper. Basically. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't inform me any more than it already it already didn't didn't inform me actually. It actually informed me less. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually more confused by looking at the roadmap. <laughs> Mainly just trying to judge if that free DLC is in the April section of whatever that timeline could be. Right. Yeah, you don't know the condensing of the squiggles. Like that could be that could literally be in a condensed January to like March and then the line could just start at June. Who knows? It won't. It's just be next year. I like how they only have patch one and two as they cannot predict there's going to be more. After that, it's just multiple. <laughs> just multiple. And they don't know when they're coming. That's what all the other little squigglies must be then. Yeah. <laughs> it's condensed patches. Uh, something I don't know. Else. I just feel like this is the wrong move. I don't know if they're going to put this out. It needs to be. So have you ever seen? I know you have because you played a bunch of early access games. Have you seen an actual roadmap roadmap for an early access game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very detailed and it's all it all like breaks down like, OK, add dialogue to NPC two, you yep. know, or, or, you know, tune in quality of said stick over here. You know, it's it's very, very broke down. And it sells the game to you by just looking at the, what these guys are working on. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get the purpose of this. And people have already bought this game; they're not trying to sell it to you at this point. You know, and the people that bought the game, they wouldn't like know what's up with their copy. Like, when's it going to work? <laughs> yeah, which one of these one point one or one point two is going to fix it? Right, and where's there's no sub notes, there's no 
what is patch 1.2 and what is patch 1.1 what is the free dlc yeah i don't think they i don't think they yeah i don't think they know (laughs) they just know they're going to give you something now they're kind of just running by whatever gets out whatever gets done (laughs) it's crazy that leads me into cyberpunk developers saying that the game wouldn't be ready in 2020. Surprise. And I feel like this just, just compliments everything we just said. This is uh, so the game, same guy, Matt Kim at IGN. He states in a report from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier developers, his CD project red knew the game was not ready for launch in 2020. According to one developer, they expected the game to be ready in 2022 based on the progress the team was making back in 2019. One hurdle was the developers tried to develop the engine and the game simultaneously. And decision, one developer on Cyberpunk says, was like trying to drive a train while the tracks are being laid in front of you at the same time, according to Bloomberg. As for why early previews of Cyberpunk 2077 demoed to the public at events like E3 2019 looked better than the final product, that's because the demo was entirely fake. According to the report, neither code nor the gameplay was finalized when the demo was made, and months spent working on the fake demo took away from developing the full game. Like, what is this? What what is this? Like, I don't... It's bad that they said in 2019 it was looking like it would be done by 2022, and that was when everything was normal, and they were in the building working. Yeah, in the building working. Together, and they they crammed it all in in 2020. 2020, and and now this game was originally going to release April. Is that right? Yeah. 2020? Yeah, yeah. That's scary to think of, too. What would that look like? It wouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't even worked on any of the other. Like, what is that? The PC version would probably be like what the uh, next gen consoles are doing. It'll look like Doom 64. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, who is making these decisions over here at, at freaking CD Projekt Red? They really should have just pushed it again. I mean, God, scrap the whole last gen. That that decision should have got made early on. But if they were taking on the project, thinking we can do it, we know we can do it, and then this whole past year really messed it up too. But yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been kind of repping like let's not bash that you know these guys too hard. But really, as it comes out more in de- you know, in detail here, this is this is kind of a, astonishing that the game even is out. Like like what in the world? Like, why would you like so developing the engine while you make the game? Does that even make sense to you? No, because you're still learning your own engine. <laughs> you get all, like, all your people working on it, also learning your engine. You need the engine. You need to build the game around the engine, right? Yeah. So if we're building the engine around the game, it seems. I, I, I don't see where that. Like how how does that work in the future of 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 this game? If if the engine has <laughs> bugs and then you got them in your game and then you're trying to figure out if it's the game causing it that something was like coded wrong, 
or maybe it's the actual engine part of it. <laughs> right. How, how do you troubleshoot? Like, I don't, I, I just find it, you know, it just blows my mind, honestly. It's aggravating. And, uh, the, and in the video, he states that on a technical aspect of why the game doesn't work is due to like bandwidth restrictions from pulling so much, streaming so much inter, uh, information from the engine they use to run the game. And it's maxing out the bandwidth of the the old consoles. So, like, how how do you how do you fix that? Yeah, how do you tone it down so that a console doesn't want to, you know, completely shut down and fry itself? I'm surprised it didn't fry any of the old consoles. Really, it's just like I don't I don't understand their their theory behind their madness per se. Like, like you know, and and they and. There is no possible way they put this on a PS4 and ran it, and they were like, "Ship it, <laughs> get it out like, of here." This is good. This is good. Runner this is good. They don't need to see this guy's face entirely. They know it's is a person. They're or they don't. These other blobs over here. Yeah, these other blobs that didn't load over here. They're going to be concerned about that and not this guy's face until it renders. It's going to be. It's going to be fine. Just send it. It seems like they, they definitely had big ambitions, big ideas for it. And I think they took on more than what they could chew in the time period that they were actually trying to do it for. That's what right. it seems like what it came down to. And yeah, and I think he stated he stated that the this game was built around PC and they tried to, you know, like you know, down res it enough to make it run on console, which I think was the wrong move. You're building around a much superior machine to begin with. You shouldn't like you shouldn't try to drop it that low in performance. Yeah, because you run into all these other problems and it just really puts a bad taste in everybody's mouth, too. That's even, you know, going to try it like we I think we talked about last week that most likely a lot of people that returned it aren't going to come back and try it again. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's ruined their experience. It's not something you're going to be like. Okay, let's try Cyberpunk 2077 again. It's going to be like, I'm done with that. I'm done with CD Projekt Red. Yeah. A lot of people like, go to the extreme. Yeah. I'm just going to wait till Halo Infinite comes out. And be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Still oh, calling. man. That's going, to be a, that's going to be a mess, too. Yeah. Uh, the way that that plays out, I, I, honestly, I hope for Xbox sake that it doesn't turn into this. That's a, that's gonna be it for them. <laughs> oh, I like, can't. These developers—they're all—they've all been following this. They're like, we well, can't. Did you see the uh, the the long list of delays already? I know. Uh, what was it? Um, I don't remember if Dying Light Two had a another thing, but I know that was on the list again. What was the other one that was supposed to come out soon? Uh, soon I'm not sure about but there's I've seen a list I can't even remember the names I know like Project Athea that was on there that was 2022 now uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was a handful of them they, they already pushed back they're like nope which in all you know all respect to them I'd rather wait than you know their whatever they made turn out like this Go through this situation again. Yeah. So 
like this isn't good for anybody. It's not good for the company. It's not good for the consumer. It's not good for the console that it's on. So it's that hype that still had a big factor in it too. And it still has the hype is the problem. I don't understand. Still going. <laughs> like it's still hyped. The game bombed. It's terrible on on console. Still hyped about it. Like they're still still locked in. I've seen I, this is kind of off topic, but I've seen uh, some comparison footage of like just some general things comparing it to other first person shooters. And it's missing a lot of the detail that like you would find in a first person shooter. Like uh, like like tires, for instance, you can't pop the tires on a vehicle in Cyberpunk. If you shoot them, you can't. If you shoot the water, there is no splash animation. I did see that. There's uh it was just this long list of things that like like when you drive on the road in GTA on the opposite side of the road, the other cars get out your way. They don't want to crash into you. That don't exist in this game. Yeah, you just ram them. <laughs> they just keep going straight and it's like it's like okay, I, I get the game doesn't look good. It doesn't run well. It's got a lot of bugs, but like some of these core components are still missing. They jumped so. in and did a game that they didn't or style genre that they didn't have as much experience in. Yeah. It's not like the Witcher you were driving your horse down a road. Right. You, you know, didn't have to worry about other, other horses. Yeah. yeah you didn't have to worry. <laughs> exactly. And I just think that the, they weren't ready for this. And honestly, I think if somebody was producing this title for them and not themselves, I think it would have, it wouldn't have been this sloppy mess. You know, somebody, the, the, the right PR on this could uh, potentially worked its way out of this situation. Whereas I feel like they're just digging, they were digging in. Yeah, they so. were, they were very all about pleasing one group, I guess. Like uh, PC users, and they were concerned about console ones, but not to the extent because they would have never, ever they they would have paused the whole console versions of it and just released PC, which maybe they should have just even done that and waited on the console versions. And that's happened before. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like uh, Subnautica has been on PC for years until yep. it came out with a, a console release. Like there's so many other games that, that took that route. They went on Steam. They went on Epic Games. You know, got released, became successful, gave them time and and you know revenue to even produce a, an excellent port to the console. Yep. So, they, uh, I, I'm Subnautica. I remember launched and it had almost some game breaking bugs at first. It took them a while to get it, but they got it. But they still, if they had launched the same time as the PC one, oh my god. <laughs> can't even can't even imagine yeah that game uh so, so when i got uh, subnautica originally i got it in early access and the game was super clunky and uh it didn't even have the uh like the whole crash animation at the beginning that was all later it was just boom you're on this floating thing in the ocean yeah. good luck and it didn't have like it even like the the stuff that you find in the water it didn't even have animate. It didn't even have images. It was just blocks you pick up, and it would just say, "This is this component, or this yeah, is this yeah. this rock, or whatever." That's right. I mean, you you would break it, and it would just fall as a cube. Yeah, it's just a cube. <laughs> it wasn't anything, 
until you picked it up and it told you what it was. But and that game's successful, so you can fix it. Well, in their sense, they didn't. It wasn't broke. It was early access. In this case, this game should be in early access. That's if they put a big, you know, big sticker on the front of this game, Cyberpunk Early Access, you know, there's going to be known bugs and issues. You know, buy it now for early access price of forty instead of sixty. Definitely, they could have done that and just only digital copies, not release that full the physical game till it came out. Yeah, yep. And that would have like been acceptable. Said, that would have gave them like their uh, their beta testers. Yep, they could have been beta testing, and you know, people expect the game to not work. If you get that in people's head first, then you don't have to worry about this this whole this situation. Whole bad, bad, bad. Like, okay, nobody's yelling at this subnautica people for having blocks in their game that there aren't any, any images attached to. They're happy to pick up the block and be able to do something with it. You know, they're not. I don't know. Not pick up the block and then it's just gone. <laughs> yeah, it's just gone. And then they just put it down for a month. Okay, I'm gonna come back. I see they got patch one point one point eight or whatever. And then we're going to try Subnautica again. We're going to crash onto this planet. We're going to try it again. You still got that hope that the game's going to be excellent. Whereas you thought this game was going to be excellent and it just freaking was terrible. It's like, I don't know. It's getting yeah. me wound up now. Now, every time you go into, uh, into the game, you just expect it to be more worse than what it was before. Yeah. Not get yeah, not improve. Well, I think that's my uh, end of, end of my rant on Cyberpunk here. Yeah, I'm with you on starting to get worked up, making me mad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, you know, any thoughts or concerns for the, the end of this episode? Um, we're mad at Cyberpunk. Nintendo's got cool stuff happening. Uh, before we do, before we do that, I almost almost forgot. I wanted to do the segment. It says we are running a little long, but I'll still do it. Uh, what you've been playing lately? Oh man, uh, Spider-Man still. Um, for whatever reason, I started Skyrim again. <laughs> uh, still playing Hades, and there was one more thing on the Xbox that I was playing. Digging deep. What was it? You go. Come back to me. I'll think of it. Uh, so completed the Spider-Man. Decided to give that a break. Uh, started up. Briefly, we started up Bug Snacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, we we did tinker with that, and that game is just the most hilarious animations, and it just makes you laugh the whole time. <laughs> like the freaking strawberries and raspberries and or whatever their funky names are in the game. They just they just go around yelling their own name. <laughs> oh, that's good. And it's just freaking hilarious. It just cracks me up, man. The the one is like a it's like a pineapple, but he's a tarantula. And uh like when you get near him, he's like he's like pine tarantula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he like hides in the sand real quick. <laughs> and when you chase them, some of them will run from you. And there's a crab, one of them shaped like a crab. And it's like uh he's like made out of like apple slices. And his name's Crapple. Oh god, yeah. And when and when he's running from you, like when you get close to him, he runs away. He's like crapple, 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 crapple. <laughs> and he goes and and hides. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but you get like a when you get like like there's more than just one of these creatures on the screen at one time, and uh, it's hilarious because you hear like like you hear like a couple of them doing that, but they're saying different things. Oh man, it's just it's, it's all just, mashed up with just words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fruits are hollering for dear life that you don't eat them, they <laughs> catch them. <laughs> it's just very sent. It has this sinister feel when you play that game, and I just don't know what it is. I really thought that was going to be uh, another Viva Pinata. Like I thought that's what that game was at first when it showed it, but that's really good to hear that it's it's like that. Oh man, it's just it had me laughing, man. I usually don't sit there and just laugh out loud for no reason but this 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 was hilarious that one did it that was the one and it's just like it's just it's just i don't know there's something with the game that i just i I don't know if it's explained but something like when these people eat the snacks they turn into the snacks (laughs) and like you and you get like you get to pick like which like you know part of their body turns into what snack so it's like, okay, I want this person's hair to be pineapple leaves, and I want this and their leg to be made out of uh, a kiwi, kiwi uh, fruit or whatever. Okay. It's just, I don't, it's just very sinister. I, I don't get it. And the, the snacks are they're so darn adorable, and these people are trying to eat them all. Like some kind of weird addiction. I don't know. I don't know if the story entitles more than uh, what it's, it's leading on. Like, I feel like it's it's directed for a younger audience, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's something yeah, going on here. Yeah. yeah it, really, it has this very dark, like, aspect to it that maybe you wouldn't pick up if you didn't think in that, I guess, direction, maybe. Looking but, uh, forward to trying that one out. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And 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 the actual aspect of the game, so, like, you have to, like, each, each uh, one of these creatures or snacks, the bug snacks themselves, you have to catch in a certain manner. Like, it's not, you just don't walk up to it, swoop it with a net. Mm-hmm. You have to, uh, like, uh, one of them in the description for it said, you know, like, told you, it tells you, like, what it likes. And you get, like, a slingshot with, like, these different kinds of sauces. And uh, you can, like aim the saw somewhere and then you can lure this bug snack in order to put a cage in a particular spot or or you can actually use the sauce on a bug to get it to eat another bug to be able to catch it or it's a a whole like uh, in-depth thing on like like almost like a puzzle game for each each individual yeah i know viva pinata used to have to do like special things like that that's why i think that had a lot of uh inspiration into that that sounds really yeah. cool, though. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, anybody that hasn't checked that out should definitely check it out. It's a shame that the, the I don't know. Uh, it was free, I think, till like January 4th or something like that. And that's when I was able to get it. But Yeah, I snagged it up at least for when I do get a five eventually. Yeah. Yeah, for a free game, it's definitely worth the uh, worth the note for sure. But that's all I got. I, and I did a little bit of ghost, but I'm not going to run on about that. Mm hmm. Ghost is beautiful. It looks outstanding on the PS5. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the 4K and the mix of that and the just how the game is made is, is super in-depth, super detailed with the just the animation and the art style. I think that's the biggest thing I want to I wanted to point out on that. Mm-hmm. The way they portray some of the scenes and everything, it's it's really it's really beautiful. Good. Yeah. 
that's all I got. What do you, uh, what do you say? Um, yeah. 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 Did it. Did it again. Oh, I did. Uh, I played Minecraft before I actually got on here. So that was my other thing. I don't know why. I just hadn't played it forever. Jump back uh, in. because we went running on about it that one time. <laughs> I was like, well, I better throw her in. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's all we got. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And become a Patreon and join us and help support the show. Every little bit helps. And we can keep bringing you awesome content, as always. And we'll catch you all next time. See you later. Have a good rest of your day, guys.